0: Well, welcome everybody to the February 29th, a very special date indeed. It's our Leap Day episode of Cascadian Views. So I've got Dan here with me today. How are you?
1: Hey, I am doing all right. We as, are. As you can hear, <laughs> trying to survive the plague.
0: Yeah, uh, which we'll get to. Um, the the coronavirus is one of our big stories. The This region in particular has been especially hard hit. Uh but I, I think the thing we're following most intently at the moment is the returns from the South Carolina election, uh, which are really, really good if your name is Joe Biden. And
1: really, really bad for malarkey.
0: Yeah. No, there is a zero malarkey zone in South Carolina, yeah. apparently. Uh, one of the interesting things I'm seeing from this is that, uh, you know, Biden had an age problem in a lot of places. Um in iowa and new hampshire in particular he did really really poorly among younger voters uh and that that was only halfway true in south carolina he still did pretty poorly among uh younger white voters but he had very little age gap present among uh black voters the younger ones voted for him slightly less but not by hugely smaller amounts so I believe he got, like, 42% of the vote of African Americans under the age of 45, and he got, like, 68% of the vote of African Americans over 45.
1: That sounds pretty similar to the margins that I think Hillary Clinton ran back in 2016, whereas that, you know, she would actually absolutely crush it among older black voters. And then younger, it was, you know, she was still winning, but not by as much. You know, yeah. A little bit closer.
0: I, I mean, nobody was even in Biden's ballpark. I mean, it wasn't like Sanders was running away with them. Biden was still right. beating him two to one uh, with younger black voters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which all, all really came together for a massive Joe Biden win um, right now. It, it looks like Sanders is going to take some delegates, but I, mm-hmm. I, I think Biden's going to go into Super Tuesday as the delegate leader. I'm pretty sure. I, if he misses, he's just going to be down one. The the New York Times yeah. uh, needle, their most likely range, has him from uh, 28 to 31, and he
1: needs 30 to catch up with uh, Sanders. Right. I was gonna say, have they got any like congressional district level ones where not with the enough he's the Only point. one collecting, yeah.
0: Yet, not that they're they're really willing to say at this point, uh, because there's still a lot of vote uh, outstanding. But uh, yeah, in fact, if you just extrapolate based on the uh, the vote in so far, Biden is pegged to hit thirty one delegates, which would put him as the delegate leader. New York Times yeah. is estimating him slightly under that because they they think they know a bit about the vote coming in, but. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be close either way. It's going to be within a delegate or two.
1: Right. So, I mean, this is pretty much in the ballpark that he needed. He needed not just a double-digit win, but probably a win that was at least 20 to 30% between him and Sanders to really get back in this and kind of change the Joe Biden death spiral narrative, which has been circling him for the last... I think, is it mostly been the last week, or I think since New Hampshire really started settling in. Yeah,
0: it's been popular to short, but didn't for a while.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should have made some money on predicted, right? Because I bet it's going to swing back up, and it'll be way too high. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it'll <laughs> at least you know, take be much higher than the way <clears throat> it has been for a while. Um,
0: a, another bit of breaking news with this. Steyer is now out. Uh, He dropped out kind of live on TV just a a couple minutes before we started the show. Mm -hmm. Um, He has spent a lot of money. He spent a lot Mm -hmm. of it in South Carolina in particular, which is probably why he's dropping out. But one thing I'm really looking at is he spent almost $30 million in California, a a state that hasn't voted yet. Mm -hmm. He spent $30 million to uh, tell people in that state who he was. I, I really think we have not seen the last of Steyer. I think he's going to go back to his home state of California and he's going to, you know, consider that $30 million a, a sunk investment in getting his name recognition up. And I mm-hmm. think he's going to run for something in
1: the future. So, presumably, either governor or Senate, I would think. How old is he? He's, he's not that old. He's spry. Yeah, he's uh, he's 62. Yeah, so he's like... not old. 2024 he'll be 66 that's younger than romney so yeah
0: and i don't even really think it needs to be anything big like i don't think he has to run for senate i could totally see steyer being happy as california secretary of state i really could okay yeah he he has a lot of that like roll up the sleeves and get to work like kind of wants to be a boy scout and do some good type of attitude maybe it's fake maybe it's fake and he would hate the shit out of that job but if it's real, I could totally see
1: him loving to be the Secretary of State of California. Isn't, I mean, the environment is really his other big issue besides getting rid of Trump. I mean, are there any statewide environmental offices he'd be running for, like a commissioner of, uh, you know, let me see here. I, I I'm mean, Googling this right now frantically. It, there
0: actually are, but I, I don't know if they get Steyer, you know, his face on tv smiling enough for him to like really like it
1: right right it it might be the sort of thing where it's subordinate to the governor or you know something like that okay i could see that then yeah sure yeah,
0: and see, I like Steyer more than I like Bloomberg, and I actually like yeah. Bloomberg. I mean, I don't want him to be president, but just on a, a personal level, and the fact that I have worked campaigns, he has given generous amounts of money to that allowed us to do good things. Uh, yeah. I, I think Bloomberg is more or less an okay person. Uh, I think yeah. Tom Steyer is actually a good guy. <laughs> like, I think I could probably like enjoy spending time with Steyer. I, I do not think I could enjoy spending time with Bloomberg. <laughs> Like, at all. You know, the mm-hmm. the clip from this weekend of Steyer dancing to back that ass up with juvenile oh on stage. Yeah. Like, there there's a certain, like, amount of fun to him. So, I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm sad to see Steyer go, but I, I don't think we've seen the last of him. I think he's going to yeah. come back and do something. It doesn't have to be something big. You know, he's yeah. running for president because he wants to get rid of Trump. But I, I really think at its core he just wants to do something to help him. Uh, um, yeah. maybe Senate, but I, I really see him more as something California, something like statewide office.
1: Yeah. Okay. I could see that. I mean, it's been, it's kind of a weird place he's had in this primary. And I think a lot of the criticism of Steyer has not been so much anything specific to him in terms of his positions, which are basically, you know, run of the mill Democrat right now. He's, you know, left of center, uh, not just left of center, but probably left of center for the Democratic Party.
0: Yeah, he's, he's uh, more progressive than really most other people on that stage.
1: Right. It's just kind of sunk costs. You know, people saying, you know, why are you running for president? Why are not you putting your money towards, you know, helping us, you know, elect state legislatures everywhere? You've got billions and billions of dollars. You know, this is, this is something that there is more productive ways you could be spending that money. But, I mean, I guess he wants to also – so it's, you want a little bit of glory for yourself as well. you know. Yeah. I guess if you're putting the money out there, if you're writing the check, yeah, it's, it's an understandable feeling, I guess. And yeah. and there, a little bit of that going on with Bloomberg too.
0: And there's, there's definitely like an ego perception problem, like a billionaire mm-hmm. jumping straight to president. But I don't think there's that much of a like what the hell you haven't earned it uh, feeling yeah. about state offices. I really don't. Like we more or less like let people play with it. Jesse Ventura was a two-term fucking governor. No, no, just just one term. Just one term. term. Okay. Yeah, but still. But still, yeah, he got elected by a state. Like we are, we are willing to play around with our state offices much more than we are with our federal offices. The current occupant of the White House, notwithstanding.
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Yeah in california so and, there you go. and you know what he was a pretty widely respected governor yeah. on both sides of the aisles he there were not many people in california who found him overly objectionable until it you know came out that he may have you know inappropriately touched women and that that dented the shine a little bit but yeah. in, just in terms of his actions as governor he he got like round applause from both sides of the aisle in california
1: and now he trolls trump so <laughs> yeah <know. laughs> Pretty much, he's, he's back. He's back on the good list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that for sure. Uh, what was I going to say? I'm totally off track. But I guess the one thing I was thinking of now, to segue a little bit, who do you think a Styer voter is, and where do you think they go? Because he's uh, pulling you know, about ten percent right now in South Carolina, and that's, I think, he would have got about eight percent in New Hampshire, and then. He was like 6 or 7% in Nevada, so it's – I actually think I have this figured
0: company. out.
1: Um, He's in the mix, yeah.
0: So when you look at the vote in uh, South Carolina, um, among white voters, it was basically an even split uh, over whether or not we should go back to Obama's policies or chart a new liberal course. Okay. Um, among black voters, it was actually two to one. To go back to Obama policies versus uh, you know a, a new step forward I, I think Steyer's voters are basically that that one-third of the black electorate not all of them um, mm. but I, I think his base is more or less from that the people who are, are basically establishment Democrats uh, particularly of the the black tradition in the South uh, who want things to be a little bit more liberal than Obama was, a little bit more liberal than Biden is pledging to return to, and that's sire. He, he's still got the same sort of like establishment feel to him. He's somebody that those voters feel can be left in charge. He's demonstrated an aptitude for business, which in you know their minds, rightly or wrongly uh -hmm. demonstrates like a steady hand at running the government or or whatnot i I think that's what they are i I think his voters are mostly the more liberal older uh african americans at least that more or less correlates with uh what people said they were in favor of in the exit polls and then where his votes came
1: from and he's also Advertising a hell of a lot more than, you know, Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren are. So presumably yeah. he's scooping up a lot of that vote, too. So I guess that's probably good news for Biden then now that he's exiting the right. race. Guy yeah, would almost certainly think so. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, we've got that takes us, wow, three days to Super Tuesday. That's a really fast yeah. turnaround. It, it really
0: is. And, uh, you know, Biden is going to be, you know, at least within a functional tie of, of Sanders on delegates. And uh, mm-hmm. as of 59% reporting in South Carolina actually surpassed Sanders in the popular vote aggregate for the uh, the primary season so far, mm-hmm. uh, claims of Biden's campaign's demise have been greatly exaggerated. It, it seems yeah. So. Now, maybe yeah, it'll maybe. die again afresh after Super Tuesday. We'll
1: see. But. Well, that's kind of where the thing is, because, you know, you've got, I think, what, well, a third of the delegates that are going to be decided. And, yeah, all the stuff about, you know, popular vote totals and delegates, I mean, that stuff, you know, kind of the online super nerds are following. And I think the real question is, are the folks that are, say, don't want to, don't want Bernie, just want to beat Trump, are they going to consolidate around Biden?
0: I'll give you a uh,
1: split with Buttigieg and Huala and Bloomberg, maybe. I'll give you a
0: little bit of what I think is a leading indicator on that. In the last three days, Biden has surpassed Bloomberg as second place in the uh, uh, the poll average for Super Tuesday states. So, okay. Bloomberg is on a definite trajectory down. It appears a lot of those voters are are going back to Biden, who's you know rising up. He's not rising up to where he used to be. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens in the movement uh, after South Carolina, but. It's looking more and more like the campaign Biden was hoping for. Uh, yeah. it's not there yet, but it's moving in his direction and he has 72 hours to try and uh, kind of square that
1: circle. Exactly because he's really got he's got to sweep the southern states in a big way, uh, which you know Texas, I think is the big prize, but he's uh, also got to he... be competitive in California. He, he can't yeah like fail. he can't get shut out. yeah, he, well, he, he can't, can't fail. He can't. I think, especially he can't let Bernie sweep. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. danger to him, is if Bernie just carries everything. But let's see here, where are we at for 2020? Who all is up this time around? We've got oh, for the love of Pete. <laughs> uh, let's see here. There we go. So March 3rd, you got Alabama, Arkansas. American Samoa, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. Oh, excuse me a moment. Did you say Arkansas in there? Arkansas, indeed. Okay. I I, I was going to say I know that one's up, but I didn't think I'd heard. Yeah, so that's a hell of a lot of delegates, a hell of a lot of them in the South. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's really got a sweep. A ton of those to make up for the ground. He's probably going to lose to Bernie in California. And
0: then and you've got Southern like, Super Tuesday coming up not long after, which will uh, not
1: be quite as big as Super Tuesday, but much more Biden-friendly. 17th, right? Is that I believe what so. That's Florida. Well, it's it's not Florida. It's kind of a mini Tuesday. The 17th is Arizona, Florida, Illinois, and Ohio. Uh, I mean, Super Tuesday's really, you know, probably the most Southern heavy day on the calendar looking ahead, Uh, where he's got to really hold on, I guess, is he's got to get through a lot of, you know, the March 10th states are going to be some pretty Bernie friendly ones like Idaho, uh, Washington, I think Bernie's going to clean up here a lot. I think it's really going to, you know, that's the sort of state where, at least from the canvassing I've done, it could very well be Bernie and Warren and Biden getting shut out. Um, yeah. So some states like that where he's going to have to hold on, where a lot of delegates are going to be going Bernie's way and still look viable as it goes into some more competitive states like, you know, Illinois, for instance, or Ohio. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. And then hold on for big states that are, should be going his way, like Pennsylvania, Delaware, his home. Yeah.
0: You know, they split up the second block of, uh, of states this year. yeah. They used to have Louisiana and Georgia and, like, Mississippi and whatnot all go on a blog. I'm looking at this primary calendar and just realized they don't have uh, that collection together anymore.
1: Yeah, we just got kind of a little bit of Deep South kind of spread throughout. Yeah. But it's okay. going to be heaviest on Tuesday. Yeah, no, that
0: really does make Tuesday kind of a make-or-break moment for Biden. He has to do really well there.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, again, the rest of March, the territory gets less friendly, and then assuming that you know the vultures start coming back for him you know there won't be as many places for him to run and hide like South Carolina
0: <laughs> i i do not get to vote until may 19th so there will Oof. hopefully Oregon's
1: not till may?
0: Nope, may 19th. Yeah, uh there will hopefully be a democratic nominee before i have to cast the ballot. Yeah,
1: no kidding. You guys are a week after Super Tuesday, i believe. Yep. That's right. So everyone's got their ballots now. Uh, A lot of them are waiting to see what happens on Tuesday to decide who they're voting for. But uh, yeah, it's it's on here and it's for real.
0: All right. Well, uh, I I guess the other thing we should probably talk about is is like coronavirus the world is basically ending and the stock market mm-hmm. has collapsed and you know society as we know it is pulling apart not cool. not, not really but kind of do you yeah, see the video again. on reddit of the uh, old italian man uh, finding out the uh, the grocery store had no more pasta left
1: no i had not but that sounds amazing
0: you should go look it up it is great <laughs>
1: <laughs> not, yeah but yeah it's It's hitting here, too, which, you know, here in the heart of Cascadia, we've got at least one high school, I believe, in Everett, Washington, is going to be closed for most of next week to disinfect the campus.
0: You have an outbreak uh, tied to a nursing home with two confirmed cases and uh, suspected 50 others, 23 Mm -hmm. of the residents and, like, 27 of the care staff, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Washington had the U.S.'s first recorded death of a coronavirus patient. It was a 51-year-old man with uh, underlying health issues, so he was you know kind of the ideal candidate for the virus to take. Uh, yeah. If you listen to the White House, you may be a little confused now because they said it was a 51-year-old woman, uh, which really gets to kind of one of the key parts of this, that uh, all information now about this has to run through Mike Pence. Uh, The CDC cannot speak on its own. Uh, It has to submit everything it's gonna say to Pence, uh, allow him to approve or not approve of it, and then they're allowed to say it. The director of the CDC had to cancel all of her Sunday show appearances tomorrow. Uh, They're really kind of putting a muzzle on a lot of things. Uh, And this comes as we talked about uh, Washington just now, but Portland Metro has its first uh, coronavirus case, and it's not like a case that came back from somewhere else. It's community spread. We don't know where this person got it from. There was no known contact with any high-risk individuals, no known contact with anywhere that's in outbreak. This person just picked it up somewhere.
1: Jeez. That's just terrifying. It's just kind of ambient or <laughs> around. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there are two cases of community spread in California that happened last week, uh, including one that literally broke as the president was giving his, uh, his press conference where he called the virus a big hoax.
1: That's helpful. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So it is, it is now apparently in the wild in America, not just something you get when you go somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Okay. That is really great so and we've got no plan for what we're really going to be doing this because mike pence is in charge
0: (laughs) yeah uh this this brings up the the other really kind of major point here is that uh pence absolutely flubbed an hiv outbreak in scott county indiana Uh, the outbreak was was first spotted by health authorities in november 2014 Uh, who came to Pence, wanted him to declare a public health emergency, authorize a needle exchange program to to stop the spread. The number of cases just exploded. Uh, Mm -hmm. It it, it peaked at 126 HIV cases in the county, a a rural poor county in Indiana. Primarily white, too, so there's not even really a a racism angle to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Pence waited almost half a year before declaring an emergency. Uh, and the uh, the total number of infections was estimated to have been 183 to 184. Uh, and public health researchers who have studied this outbreak think that an earlier response by the state health system could have reduced that by about half, saved, saved about 90 people from HIV. Wow. Just
1: total negligence.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it was a, you know... Poor white—I I basically want to say white trash. I, I realize that's probably not the most PC term, but it, it, it's a—it was a Hick County with a bunch of people shooting up meth, shooting yeah. up meth and heroin. Like, what do you do when you live in a trailer park in Appalachia, and you know, have no prospects in your life, right. and HIV started getting passed around?
1: Just you know, years after. Hardly anyone was thinking about it anymore. You know, the early 90s was really the heyday for it. But yeah, this you know, was this late... decade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. exactly. This is not yeah. ancient
0: history. This is Pence fucking up an outbreak
1: less than, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. You no, know, he was elected to go- governor eight years ago. So, yeah, it was the two- early. It was 2014. 2014. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right. So conspiracy theory here, suppose Trump is setting this up as a way for Mike Pence to get blamed for the disaster so he can replace him with Nikki Haley.
0: Maybe Maybe. Uh, Mm -hmm. that would take a lot of shrewd thinking by Trump. Most people think Nikki Haley is like a threat to Trump and taking her out of the way by promoting her is not Trump style. Yeah. It's it's Steve Bannon. If Steve Bannon were still around, he'd come over. Yeah. I mean that's a great way to sideline Pence. That's a great way to sideline Nikki Haley. You can't bash the president if you're mm-hmm. vice president. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> that that doesn't work. You know, if you want to shut somebody up, promoting her to that office would be it would be smart. And I, I don't Trump thinks more on instinct than you know, as Bush put it strategy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, they, there's another ripple in the coronavirus case. The WHO has a test for the coronavirus. It's an effective test. It works uh, more or less 100% of the time. There's a very low incident of, uh, of false positive or false negative. The U.S. decided that we did not want that test. We were going to design our own test, hmm. not the WHO's you know, freely available test, uh, and we were going to put that into service. Uh, not only is that test really not being made, we only made like 500 of them, but it doesn't work. It, it does not accurately detest, detect the virus. just It's basically a 50-50 crapshoot on whether or not it's a real reading. So it tells you nothing. Awesome. That's yeah. good to hear. We are completely unprepared for it. We downsized the CDC's epidemic response team. Uh, that no longer exists as a thing in the federal budget, and it hasn't for a year or so. Uh, so we don't have anybody in the CDC really in charge of this. The director's trying to do it all themselves, because, you know, they're the one left in the building.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. There's just... Mm. You hope that it's going to come out overblown like previous outbreaks and you know scary diseases have been, but... It, uh, all those times before, you know, we had reasonably prepared officials that were coming up with the response for it. But, you know, here between just the negligence of the Chinese Communist Party in dealing with it and, you know, taking, you know, PR over, you know, the actual containment of the disease, and then a more or less similar approach here in the United States that could get very scary and this could hurt a lot of people
0: and what's more i feel in terms of increasing the panic is that there are very few people i think we can trust with numbers right now yeah. uh the the chinese government is not giving accurate numbers to oh, absolutely to not the the world in the slightest uh and chinese medical workers are trying their hardest to blow the whistle on that there's videos of new ones from hospitals all the time saying this out on social media Um, South Korea has some scary shit going on. There's a a cult that may have very intentionally caught the virus and tried to send it out to others. Uh, We don't really know the details on that, but it, it seems like something that is at the very least plausible in a creepy like end of days type scenario. Iran has really something very weird going on. There are members of Iran's parliament that are are saying there are so many people dead in in calm that they've run out of coffins. Uh, And somehow the numbers we get out of Iran tell us that uh, of the deaths they're they're admitting to, uh, which I do not believe for a second are all the deaths, uh, it's about 10% of a death rate compared to infections which is much higher than the coronavirus actually is. And that doesn't even take into account the fact that, like, senior members of Iran's government are coming down with the coronavirus, like, constantly. Like, every couple days. And then there's a video of them, like, with obvious symptoms standing next to the Iranian president and crap the day before, where they're coughing behind him and wiping their nose and then shaking his hand. (laughs) uh members of, of parliament are coming down with it and then the iranian government uh suspended parliament for a couple of weeks to stop them from meeting to stop it from being spread around but remember parliament was also where the dissident politicians were telling us about what was going on in common shit so it also looks like a way to just kind of shut them up uh and really that whole situation seems fucked i do not believe for a moment anything coming out of iran Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and then Italy has basically shut down the northern third of their country Uh, They won't let people leave their houses to like go to doctors and talk to people and whatnot Uh, And instead they're supposed to report their symptoms through like uh, a toll-free number and The healthcare worker will be dispatched to them except the number doesn't work. There's literally nobody there People have been trying it for days. I I think they finally got it figured out, like, today, like, a few hours ago, but they basically just locked down the entire, like, northern third of the country, and were like, we'll deal with this later.
1: (laughs) Yikes. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I keep hoping that we're going to see at least some place that's handling it in a reasonable manner, and a modern and... Competent manner.
0: To be but honest, South Korea appears to be doing that. They've just okay. also got some weird, like followers of the apocalypse type cult shit going on. I didn't, well, okay, so there is a a religious movement in South Korea. Uh, they're they're kind of a breakaway Christian sect, uh, and they think their founder is like Jesus or related to Jesus or somehow is part Jesus. I, I don't understand the finer points of their their theology um and they they meet in these meditation rooms and they're they're kind of kooky and apparently according to a whistleblower from within the movement they like actively sent somebody to get infected with the coronavirus um and there has been an outbreak confirmed linked to this religious movement Uh, Most of their members are infected, which is what you'd expect if somebody were infected and they come in and these people do these tiny chamber Meditation with like 14 people in these little square rooms Uh, But the whistleblower is saying that this was all intentional and they were all trying to get it and then the cult sent out followers to to sit in secretly with other religious like uh, services with other groups not part of this cult, said so it would then spread it to like churches and imams and and whatnot. The cult says that it's uh, did not intentionally um, try and get the virus, and that they regularly send out people to try and promote interfaith dialogue, uh, and that they stopped doing that when they uh, were made aware by the government about. Uh, the fact that they were infected with the virus so uh, you cannot say for sure that there is a creepy doomsday cult uh that is bringing about the end of the world by trying to spread the coronavirus but i'm saying it's a possibility and it's in
1: south korea god oh man i i don't even know where to begin with that it's
0: just so the the actual South Korean government response to the coronavirus has been pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. they, they they're just dealing
1: with the insanity of
0: <laughs> yeah exactly. They they don't do forced quarantines. People are not confined to their homes. But if you do have the virus and you you are quarantining yourself, they will provide you with deliveries of food and medicine on the daily so that you don't have to leave your home. Uh, they're making it real easy. You know they they let everybody know for the most part you don't even need to go to the hospital. Like, for most people, this is not a big deal. It's a couple days of sniffles. You know, 80% of people don't even need to go to a doctor. And if you do have some problems, here's a number. Call us. The government will send an ambulance. We'll get you taken care of. They're doing the best they can. There is just also a very creepy Doomsday cult that may or may not be intentionally trying to infect everybody
1: with it. Jesus. Oh, man. we got to get one of those here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just you know, it's, it's a hoax. I'm gonna go get it, and then we'll prove it.
0: Oh um, yeah, that's the other thing. The president is directly alleging that this is a hoax, um, and this is coupled with a separate conspiracy theory that has since kind of like grafted onto this one. That this is a Chinese biological weapon, uh, and this all oh stems from the fact that the New York Daily News. Figured out there is a Chinese military facility like six miles from the fish market where this all started. Oh, f- oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they plastered it on their front page that it was possible this was a Chinese bioweapon that escaped a lab. Uh and now that is a fairly prominent
1: right wing theory. QAnon wasn't racist enough, so we gotta bump it up a little bit for this yeah, yeah and
0: people who subscribe to this also uh usually call this china flu uh that's the name yeah. of the the rather hysteric
1: subreddit that's grown up around this yeah it oh man it makes me think you know what was i thinking of the big epic 2002 sars that's it you know the reaction to that was super racist
0: uh so, so. this actually is designated sars covid19 oh
1: Okay, so it's it's a rehash of that, just an evolved, yeah, a, updated... a related one. Um,
0: yeah. SARS is really a a, a symptom descriptor, mm-hmm. sudden acute respiratory syndrome, right? Uh, so there are they're... yeah, so there are there are multiple uh, things that can cause that complex of symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, coronaviruses, by the way, are not new. Or are rare. They're they're fairly common. Um,
1: they it's just, just that this time it's gotten out of uh,
0: yeah. Contained, and, and also this time it's very deadly. Uh, yeah. I will guarantee you, you have had the coronavirus or some flavor of coronavirus several times in your life, and you probably have not even noticed. Yeah. Just. Yeah. You, you, you know, attributed it to a, a common cold. You sneezed and sniffled for a couple days,
1: and you got on with your life. Uh, this but. time, just like two percent of people who haven't died, and something like uh, <coughs> I think it's double digits if you're an elderly man. Yeah. So yeah. Oof. All now, right then.
0: Now this also does make it very quantitatively different than the last like real real epidemic we had the uh, the 1918, 1919 flu nineteen twenty one flu. Yeah. In that time frame, which here you attributed to basically depends on when you think the pandemic started Mm -hmm. uh but that mostly killed young healthy people uh it it provoked an immune auto response so ironically the better your immune system was the more likely it was to kill you uh this is much more typical of your your average flu death where the people who have other issues let's say are more likely to die yeah Uh, you know if you're old if you're immune compromised if you're already sick those if
1: you tricks. smoke, I think that yeah. was another one that was a big comorbidity. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, all good information to have. Yeah. You know, so, so sub- don't freak more out. Scared of this? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and honest to God, if you have it or you think you might have it, if it's not major, don't go to the fucking doctor. Uh, yeah. Do not. They have a lot more on their hands right now, and you do not need to be spreading the disease around. If you are, are fairly young, if you are healthy, if you do not have any major symptoms, uh, stay home. Take a few days off work. You know, take a week off work. Make sure you have you know food. Don't leave your house. Don't spread it to anybody. That's what we right. needed to, to stop it. You know, we need people to not spread it. Uh, just just kind of buckle yeah. down and yeah. <laughs> And you know if you're if you're having some real respiratory problems call your doctor. A- absolutely. Call an ambulance, you know, if you need it, use the medical system, but you know, don't clog it up. And and don't be more scared of the virus than you really need to be. There's honestly very little to fear if you do not have, you know, certain risk factors. And if you do have certain risk factors, you should be very proactive about protecting yourself. Right. Yep. Yeah. Alright, and I, I think that just about does it.
1: I, yeah, I'd say we've uh, covered that real well. We Yeah. Yeah, alright. Well, we'll
0: see everybody next week. Uh, that'll be post-Super Tuesday, so we very well might have a nominee
1: by then. Or at least be well on our way. <laughs> yep. Alright, have a good week, Dan. You too, Brock.